Oh, boy, here we go for the Friday show. And not a moment too soon. Stretcheria is effing tired, I'll tell you that. Time to get up in it. It is Supercross Eve on this wonderful Friday. Uh, good news on Supercross, and there's not a lot of good news on Supercross. Going to be kind of a boring race. Uh, Chase Sexton is going to win no matter what he does. The only thing, here's the only path to Chase Sexton not winning this weekend. He would have to go out there and race and finish less than fourth. But hold on. In order to win, Eli Tomac would have to really tape up that ankle, get out there on the track, ride that motorcycle, and win. And Chase would have to come in fourth or worse. And then Eli would be your champion. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Eli just had Achilles surgery. And we may or may not ever see him on a motorcycle again. I I can tell you this. I'm very, very grateful to have got to see Eli race so many times in person. Like, I, seriously, I'm looking at it now going, man, I feel massively grateful. I got to see him three times this season alone. Got to see him up close and personal last year and outdoors twice. So I'm grateful for that because that's the thing about these guys. You never know when their last race could happen. It, it, any, Even sometimes, like, look at Eli. It wasn't even a get-off. He didn't even crash. He just landed kind of awkward, uh, over-jumped a, a jump a little bit, and then Bam, popped his Achilles, overextended his ankle just slightly, and it just snapped. It's crazy, and this is a brutal, brutal sport, and we are reminded of that on the regular, so uh, that's what's happening. The the good news, though, is this, and I'm stoked for Chase. Don't get me wrong. I really like Chase Sexton. He's been the fastest guy on the track all season. I've been preaching that from the get-go. He is the fastest guy on the track. He's not always the... uh, last guy standing at the end or the guy that doesn't go down and that's what's cost him but he's always been the fastest guy on the track and now he's gonna win the championship and it's deservedly so it is a it's a marathon and it is part of it is being in it at the end and he's him and Kenny are the last guy standing so they deserve to be on the podium when it's all said and done and Chase is gonna get his first win so congratulations to him the uh, if you are not a Peacock subscriber you can get The USA Network will also carry the races from Utah live at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, 49 will start at 5 p.m. Moto Man and Kyle. I don't know if Jason's even here. And I will not be here initially, at least. I might come back on the back half of it. When I get all done with everything I got to do, I may get home in time to maybe be here for the uh, main event to see Chase get the crown. And that'll be that. So... A lot of moto on the show today as we wrap up the Supercross season. The entire 250 podium from last week, which includes your 250 West champion, Jet Lawrence, your last week's winner and first-time winner of the year, RJ Hampshire, who we really like. And then also another kid that we dig here, and that is Levi Kitchen. We'll get a quick little interview with Levi as well. Plus, if you missed the interview with Adam C. and Cirillo, which was emotional as hell, as Adam was just so thankful and so much gratitude in that dude to be back on the podium and, you know, kind of see his hard work and all of the sacrifice pay off of the last few years with all the injuries and all the health issues. So a lot of moto. We will get a lot of moto on the show today. And then outside of that, I will talk um, nonsense. It's what I do. I found something else in Australia that'll kill you. And well, it's got a lot of stupid in it too. It's a Put it this way, I'm not going to die from it in Australia's. 
Most people I know aren't going to die from it, but dumbasses in Australia are dying, and it's a new way that you don't normally see. So we'll get into that one. That's a fun one. I love Australia. I don't want to go there and die, though. It's like, I, yeah, I don't know. And then I have a story, and I don't know if it's true or not, and I don't care because it's so good to me. It's like, all right, well, this is must-listen-to uh, radio right here. I found it on Twitter, so it must be true. Elon Musk is the bastion of truth, justice, in the American way. And I found this there, so I'm going to take it as his word, and I'm just going to give you the little scenario that's hysterical. Hysterical. Matter of fact, we might do that after this first interview. We'll get Jet Lawrence coming up here in moments, and then I'm going to give you this true piece of news I found on Twitter. It's 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 something you would expect from Moto Man, but it's not Moto Man. I will tell you that. We'll get into this one next. Get ready, Jet Lawrence, 250 West Coast champion, coming up on a big four nine. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we got a dude who came third on the podium tonight for the 250 West main event, but in doing so, wrapped up the 250 West championship. Of course, I'm talking about HRC Honda's Jet Lawrence. Congratulations, Jet, on your fourth championship of your career. And what's weird is this is probably the first time this season that we've seen you not look like Jet, not look like that dude that shot out of a cannon and absolutely dominating out there. In fact, your heat race was really not good and then your main event you end up third on the podium and had to come from behind to do that so uh, uh walk us through this night i mean it's obviously a great night because you clinched the championship but but walk us through the rest of the evening by jet lawrence standards um <clears throat> yeah no it didn't uh, go as planned in the heat race i mean it <laughs> yeah it just kind of uh one guy went left, so I went left also and ended up being yeah. another rider, which is not ideal. But, hey, we ended up going through and getting qualifying. I think that was my worst qualifying this year Yeah. with a, with an eighth. And then heat race, the uh, gates were uh, – sorry, main event. The gates were, like, wrecked. Uh, all the ruts <laughs> out uh, past the gate were just yeah. chewed up, and there was only a few good ones. And I found an okay one on the inside. It was not too many holes in that stuff, but I had a lot of loose stuff on top. And I got a yeah. – not bad at jump, but <laughs> – this uh, spun, spun uh, once we got on the dirt, and I'm like, well, well, <laughs> we're starting here again. So I just kind of just took my time. I knew I had to get 10th or better, so I was yeah. just like, all right, we'll just chug along, <laughs> see where we end up. And I got into third, I don't know when, I think maybe a little bit halfway, I think. And, um, yeah, both the boys out front, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to wrap it up here. We are, if, if the track's not the track to try and uh, send it on right yeah. now with uh, how – has not much traction, so I mean, I'm happy with third. We would, uh, yeah. we didn't quite equal Hunter as yeah. on his championship, but I mean, we still, we still get number one play at the end of the day, which is nice. Yeah, and number one played, and it's the fourth time of having that at the end of a season. So congratulations on that. But do you think maybe your focus was? So on the 450s and getting ready for the 450s, you kind of knew you had this championship wrapped up in the Supercross that maybe tonight's results were a little bit of that. or it, it, But it also seems like I on the prize, you're going to go out there and take care of business like you always do on the 250. So uh, what's your opinion on that? Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, <coughs> sorry. I kind of did like max maybe 10 minutes of riding on a 250 on, on Supercross <laughs> on Wednesday. Because uh, we've just been so focused on outdoors because we realized the more time I had on 450, the faster I actually got. I mean, after Nations, we did six weeks, 100 on 450s, and I got even faster from then. So 
this uh, we've been kind of focusing on 450 once we kind of had that got that bigger points lead after yeah. um, New Jersey. So we just kind of be focused on 450 a lot. I mean, yeah, it could have played effect tonight, but I mean we, we were able to wrap it up and now kind of like I said before, yeah. my focus on 450. I'm looking forward to it, but like you said, it didn't really. It hasn't really changed anything for me for uh, what I was thinking mentally for this uh, championship. It was the okay. same goal as every other one, just yeah. get through the night and just kind of see see how it goes and just kind of take it how it is, whatever whatever comes at me. All right, you've got four championships now, yet you had a really big one uh, a week ago with your brother winning his first. Uh, of all these championships floating around the Lawrence household, which is the sweetest for you? Uh, is tonight any less sweet because it's the fourth one, or are they all like you know children? You can't pick your favorite one. No, it's um, I definitely so wouldn't say it was uh, as good as Hunter's. I mean, Hunter's one I was <laughs> okay. definitely probably a lot more pumped up for yeah. just because that's been a long time coming, and he's the, yeah. definitely the most person that deserves that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, any championship you kind of you're, you're pumped for, but I definitely wouldn't say I was probably my pump, most pumped for this one. I mean, I had other ones that are, I had to come back through and, and had like a really good kind of. I've gone told second title is always hard to win, like without those. So I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a championship. You got to be happy. It's it's this year's been so far pretty good. So I'm definitely happy about that with some uh, a lot of race wins. Yeah. And now, obviously, my worst finish is a third. <laughs> for a while, it's a second or yeah. two times. So I mean. It's been a pretty good season so far. I'm definitely happy to leave the 250 off at uh, off those notes. Yeah, and leave it off on a championship is uh, no slouch. I would say that. Now, let's talk about this. This is your fourth. Uh, Hunter got his first last week. You guys now have championships just floating around that house. And we know, though, you're a very serious um, um, motocross family. Your dad is no joke. Like, what's going to happen? How's the celebration going to go at your house? And then from there... Uh, you, you know, like, I guess what happens now? That You both won the championship. We're at the cusp of outdoors. There's one more round. What happens in the Lawrence house? Um, people know Daz. It's kind of, uh, we'll celebrate tonight, but then yeah. tomorrow we fly back and it's back at the chalkboard. I mean, <clears throat> now I've said okay. earlier, it's kind of my uh, main focus now is 450. It's a kind of big task coming up. Yeah. Got a lot to learn with those guys. Uh, they guys have a, a lot of knowledge and that stuff. And same with Hunter. He's now he's got this week he was focused on outdoors because now he's got an outdoor title to try and win yeah so uh hopefully he has a good run at that and and obviously then for me it's kind of a little bit easier for me you could say it's i'm not going in going to, expecting to win straight away i get to go and kind of <laughs> yeah. feel where i'm at for 450 and then just kind of have have fun with it i mean it's been a while yeah. too just kind of hasn't gotten boring but it's kind of got pretty repeated now where yeah. now 450 is kind of like a new chapter it's kind of uh 250's died off now, now it's time for 450, so I mean, excited for it, but yeah, celebrate tonight, and then tomorrow morning, fly back to Florida, we'll recover, and then work back on Monday. All right, very important thing happening next week, it is the last 250 race you'll ever be eligible to race in, so you're never going back to the 250 class, and you and your brother, both reigning champions now in the Supercross, and both of you guys now tied with career wins, does that put any extra like fight in your heart to go out there and get that last one against your brother so that you'll best him before uh, this season's over? I know he's staying in 250s next year and you're going up to 450s, but it's the last time you guys are going to get to battle each other for a while. And, you know, the, the, the I guess bragging rights in the Lawrence household are on the line. So does that come into play at all for what's happening in Utah next weekend? Um, I know. I mean, it's kind of... Uh... 
I've already kind of done my job this year. Okay. But who knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll go into Salt Lake City, see, <laughs> where we, uh, see how we go there and just how the track is. I mean, if we're feeling it, yeah, we're feeling it. But if not, I'm not going to try and push anything. My folks now is on the outdoors with 450, and it was uh, <clears throat> that's probably what I'm going to next. It was, it was a bummer to see one of the legends kind of get hurt this tonight. Yeah. It was. Um, I was really looking forward. It was kind of. I was actually talking to AC before the heat race. Um, um, was like it's very excited for outdoors. So I get to kind of race one of the legends of the sport. I mean, 51 wins. Yeah. Uh, in is it just Supercross or is that total? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just Supercross. Jeez. I know there's plenty more outdoors from yeah. him. So I mean, um, I was looking so forward to that. I mean, to. to yeah. I think if I would give up my right arm to ever go race up against Ricky Carmichael or James Stewart back <laughs> nice. on there last year. So, I mean, yeah. it sucks. I hope he can come back at least maybe next year or something. I get to race him because, I mean, that would be an awesome experience to race a, such a legend like himself. Yeah, and, and you did get to race a little bit at Motocross of Nations, but I, I totally get what you're saying. To race him in an outdoor season or even a Supercross season, I really hope we get to see that too. And, and uh, thoughts and prayers are with Eli Tomac tonight, hoping he gets back healthy and, and does decide to race on after this, man. Uh, Jet Lawrence, HRC Honda Team, four championships, clinching it tonight here in Denver. Congratulations to you. We appreciate the time, man. We look forward to seeing what you can do at the next step in your career on the 450s, my friend. Uh, thank you again. We will talk to you soon. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saw an interview yesterday from our friend Josh Mosman at Motocross Action Magazine, where he talks to another guy that we dig, Ryan Surratt. Now, Surratt was racing Supercross and outdoors and all that stuff, and then he started racing just outdoors for the last year or so and absolutely kicking ass, riding for Honda and doing an amazing job. And then he said, hey, we're getting ready to take a break, a summer break for the off-road motocross racing. So he decided he's going to get his bike, he's going to get on the track, and he is going to race that first round of the outdoor season at Fox Raceway at Paula coming up May 27th. So we can't wait to see Ryan Surratt out there and see him put it down on the outdoor track. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is the Stretch Show on a Friday. Thank you for being here. I got the greatest story of the week right here at least. Don't know if it's true. I don't have to. I don't have to know if it's true. I found it on Twitter, so it's got to be true. It is a boast from a man who claims to be a personal injury attorney who says they've just picked up the greatest lawsuit ever, and it involves a sex toy. Their client, let's just, for craps and giggles, call that client Moto Man, because they should remain, you know, anonymous. The client, Mr. Moto Man, purchased a 100% silicone butt plug and inserted it into his anal cavity. Apparently, Mr. Moto Man was incredibly happy with the feel and comfort of his 100% silicone butt plug. So much so that Mr. Moto had an appointment to have an MRI. And I don't know if you know what an MRI is. An MRI is like, it's like an x-ray of your body, but it's all magnetic. So these big things swirl around you and it's you can't wear any metal in there and you got to sit down and can't move. And if you get claustrophobic in there, it's an issue. Well, this person decided, and this is where it makes me think of the real Moto Man, 
And that is because the person just is kind of like a freak, like a sexual deviant, like someone who would run around naked with no clothes on and sung their bunghole. Yeah, they're this kind of person. They decide, you know what, I'm going to my MRI and I'm going to stick my butt plug up there and wear it proud to my appointment. And they're going to look and... I, that's why I think you're a pervert. You're, you're, they're going to look and see, well, you have a butt plug yet. You weren't supposed to do that. It's kind of against the rules. Well, they found out it was against the rules because they also found out their 100% silicone butt plug was not 100% silicone. In fact, in order for it to be really good and firm so that it feels like a flesh-like boner in your anus, it had a metal cylinder inside. <laughs> I'm getting to the part of this that's just going to make me laugh. So it had a metallic core and that way that really brought its firmness and they really enjoyed the firmness of the fake dong in their bunghole. Up in the backside, up in the sun hole if you're Moto Man. Just not you Moto Man, this fake Moto Man. And this fake Moto Man was so happy with his what he thought was 100% silicone butt plug he wears it to the MRI machine they fire up the MRI machine and they say it was like an anal rail gun the magnets just ripped it all the way up yeah it accelerated at super high speeds into their chest cavity so this thing went blowing through their all the way up their anus (laughs) and they now want to see the sex toy manufacturer and that means on sex toys, you would have warnings that say, do not wear to MRIs. Do not wear to doctor visits. This is not 100% silicone. It also has metal in your ass. Oh. An anal rail gun. The client survived, but has major injuries. <laughs> I'm sorry. Moto, don't wear your butt plug to an MRI, okay? Because we don't have very good health insurance here at the 49 and... I'm not writing that check, and I, and I can't come get you, and I can't take care of you, and if you hurt your butt being stupid, I, I really can't help you. I'll make Kyle do it, and then you'll that'll teach you to act right. I'm stretched. Coming up next, how about this? Let's get in another one of these moto interviews from the 250 podium. How about we talk to RJ Hampshire? It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is Stretch Show, and right now we are sitting down with a dude that got his first win of the season, but has been a constant mainstay up on the podium for this 250 West group. His name is RJ Hampshire of the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, and RJ, congratulations on getting the first win of the season. What did it feel like when you got out there, you got out front, and you're like, hey man, there's no jet around here, like what the hell's going on? And you seem to, you know, race your way off to victory at that point. Uh, I've seen the 18 in front of me way too many times. So I was not, I I was so stoked off the start that he was not in front of me. (laughs) Um, So like right there, I was like, all right, like, you know, I have a shot at getting this thing. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the way New New Jersey ended, um, I mean, that was kind of, that was it. Like that was, that was my last shot. Like even if he would have came here and and did, we did deny, he still would have wrapped it up. but still, I mean, the kid had an awesome year, and, and I had nothing for him, you know, leading up before tonight. And uh, did what I could tonight, and, and just super stoked that we were able to knock one off here before the end of the season. Yeah, it's cool to see you get the win. You absolutely deserve it. But there was that moment. There was like a thing on the double where something got sketchy there, and it looked like, oh, no. 
that was your shot at getting the win, and then uh, maybe it wasn't going to happen. And then after that, you went beast mode and absolutely cranked out this victory. So uh, what happened at that point? Yeah, I mean, I, I told too many people this week that I was going to win tonight, <laughs> and um, I knew I had a shot at it um, before I made the mistake. And then uh, I'm pretty sure I, I dropped my times even faster after that yeah, than what I was running before. Yeah. Um, whenever I crossed the finish line right after the mistake, I looked over, and, and Levi was already in that right-hander after the mechanics area and I was like man I probably lost about six or seven seconds right there yeah um so I knew that next lap was important I uh I don't know how much you know faster it was but I knew I, I closed that gap back in and yeah kind of gave me hope I was like oh boy we, we still have a shot at this thing so <laughs> yeah I mean it was a lot of fun um made the main event a little bit more exciting than what it should have been Okay. Uh, but, yeah, just super stoked on the whole day and uh, finished the night on top. Hey, when you have a, a get-off and you're leading and I know a million things are going through your mind, but do, are you thinking of how you re-enter the track after you go off the off the track? Or are you thinking of, like, all right, I got to do this exactly right so I don't get duck points or time or anything like that? Or are you just like, I got to get on the bike and I got to get going again, and then that's where a mistake could be made? So is that, I guess, position going through your mind at all when you're trying to re-enter the track after a mistake? No. Uh, if I mean, if anyone rolled around the whoops today, yeah. you know how slick it was. Um, okay. And I about 360 as soon as I got on the gas. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of backed it down. I was like, all right, make it to the end. And I can knew I could bank off that uh, berm. Um, but, yeah, like, dude, I lost so much time doing that. I wasn't really too worried about, you know, where I was after that. All right, RJ, you also have had a very successful year. You're going to finish a solid uh, number two in the championship points. You've been up on the podium a whole bunch of times. Yeah, but ending on, on a really high note, like getting your first victory of the season, is that validation for you? Like, what's this season mean to you as far as, you know, being a massive success personally? Or are you, is it leaving you wanting more? Like, what, what's happening? How are you going to look at this season as we wrap it up next week in Utah? Yeah, it was huge. Um, someone told me that it, it took me seven years to get seven podiums. Okay. Um, and this year, that was just my sixth one. So nice. looking at the big picture, like, uh, I mean, I've been doing it long enough now, but this year just seems like things have been clicking for me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy going racing on the weekends. I love riding my bike right now, uh, yeah. my team, the group that we have ar around me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really wish I had a little bit more fight in the championship, but still, I mean, just an awesome year, awesome season so far. Absolutely. Congratulations on a really great year, uh, a career best year for you. Absolutely. And it's been uh, fun to watch and you've got, no, you know, all kinds of fight in you. And it's fun to watch you get out there and battle week after week. We'll see you next week back, uh, next week in Utah. Then we'll see you next season back on the 250 for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. I know you signed a deal with them. You're going to keep racing the 250s, and we are excited to see it. So congratulations on a great season. See you next week in Utah, and can't wait to see what the future holds for you right here on the 250s, man. I am Stretch with RJ Hampshire of the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. I saw a very cool social media post yesterday by Justin Barsha. And when I say very cool, I mean he looks really, really good. He did not have his arm in a sling. He was walking around, holding things, lifting his arms, talking about how great his progress is. 
coming off of the broken collarbone and the broken ribs that we saw happen in Nashville. And he looks like he's on the men. We may see Justin Barsha on the pro motocross circuit sooner rather than later. And that is good news to get a superstar back on his bike. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBC is coming up one hour from now. Oh boy, it's time to play some Australia's music. Time for Stretch to go down under. Visit with his people that refuse to listen to him. They refuse to heed the warnings of the Stretch I read. I love Australia's. I'm down with the Australians. And I try to help them and they don't listen to me, then they get hurt. And this time, I can't really help you because if you're stupid, I can't, I can't fix stupid. Much as I want to, I try. I try on, on a regular to fix stupid. On a daily basis, I try. By the way, the truth's about to come out of uh, the stretch. I read like, uh, like I just took a truth serum. Things are changing, and I told you that. And when they do, I am going to uh, be able to enlighten you guys on some stuff of the last couple of years. And that'll be fun. Trust me on that. Uh, speaking of enlightening you, too, I reached out to our friend uh, Jojo. Jojo on the radio. He is the afternoon guy at Kiss FM. And he is a friend of myself and a friend of Moto Man. And if you have not checked it out, JoJo's got a great podcast called Paranormalish, and I absolutely dig it. When I'm working at night, I listen to it a lot. I sent him a note today. I'm like, dude, here's some show ideas. Because <laughs> I love it so much. I'm really into it. So I have uh, sent him some stuff. I'm going to try to get him on here. It's our, our schedule's got a gel. He's on the radio about the time I'm recording every night. So hopefully we'll get to a point where I can uh, get JoJo on and talk to him here on uh, Big 4-9 and talk about his podcast because I really like it and I want to promote it. I want you guys to check it out. Stretch Show Podcast is on everywhere and so is uh, Paranormalish. That is JoJo's podcast, which is straight up paranormal. He just does interviews and celebrity interviews and just regular people and it's ghost stories, UFO stories, everything. It's really good. So go check that out and hopefully we'll get JoJo on soon. I sent him a threatening letter today. He said, you better come on this show. I'm sick of this crap. No, I did. Actually, I told him, dude, you got to do this. You got to do this. You know, it's really haunted. Rehabs. You know what else is really haunted? The place I work. And we might be able to talk about that soon. So anyway, right now, though, we're going to talk about Australiers. Uh, there are some people that are dropping dead down there. And they're like, oh, crikey. What happened here, mate? And they're finding out when they're doing autopsies on these dumbasses whose hearts stop. They basically... I can't even explain how someone would do this. It's called Cambo. It's a Cambo ceremony. Sounds great, new agey, right? No, it is not. Do not do Cambo. Here's what happens. They basically take this big-ass frog that are in this uh, real uh, lush region of Australia, and they F with it, and it secretes a toxin that keeps animals from eating it. And they found out that this toxin is called Cambo. And they take it down and then they they they, they scrape. It's like a waxy stuff that comes out of it. Well, then they get you down and they have you drink a whole bunch of water. And then they burn your skin with like a cigarette. And then they rub the Cambo in the burn. I don't know why they need to burn you, but they do. And then it comes in you and it wreaks havoc on your body. It induces immediate severe vomiting and... Uh, pooping and they say oftentimes both at the same time violent pooping and vomiting that can last for up to 30 minutes the poison frog mucus it technically is a mucus it secretes the waxy like substance and 
people are into this and you're like, why are, are they getting high? Like, is that like toad licking where I'm gonna lick it and get high? No, it's a Amazonian ritual and they're now doing it all over Australia where they're finding these things. And they say it's a detoxing thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're detoxing when you barf out everything in your body and it's the same time shit everywhere. You poop and shit yourself to death. There's people dying from pooping themselves to death. Other people's hearts just stop. And they're doing these studies and people are like, yeah, yeah, this is the thing and it's very new agey and they're doing it all over in these little rituals. And God knows how much you have to pay to vomit and poop yourself to death, but people are doing it. And while you people are stupid, if you do a cambo ceremony, you're stupid. Don't do that. You know what? You really want to clean yourself out? Just go get some X-Lax. Take some of that. That'll work. Trust me. Get the stuff you get before you got to go in for the butt plug thing. I God, I had that. Colonoscopy crap. That's what happens when you're an old guy. They make you go get your butt probed, and then you got to drink this stuff for 24 hours before, and you just... There's nothing left in your body afterwards. Go do that. That'll detox you. Cambo. Yeah, here's what I want to do. I want to pay some idiot $500 to burn me and then rub frog poison in the wound and then watch me uh, poop and shit myself to death. Yeah, this would be great. I'm totally into that. How much? 500 bucks? Oh, yeah. I'm in. Crikey, mate. What are you doing, you Aussies? Listen to Stretch for once and stop doing this. Man. All right, up next. I know who listens to Stretch. He's our friend. His name's Levi Kitchen. He's a friend of the 49. We don't know what the chef is cooking in the kitchen. Get a little quick interview with him. We didn't get along with him. Everybody wanted to talk to Jet and to RJ. RJ on his first victory of the season last year. And Jet uh, just claiming his fourth championship. So we talked to Jet earlier. That interview will come up again later in the show. But coming up next, our friend Levi Kitchen, Star Racing Yamaha, right here on the Big 49. Big 49, it is the Stretch Show, and right now we are going to sit down with a young dude from the Star Racing Yamaha team that we absolutely dig and expect big things out of in the years to come in the very near future aboard that 250 machine. And tonight he is on the podium with a second overall, and I think you're going to end up finishing fourth overall in points in the 250 West. We'll see how Utah shakes out for you, kind of will determine that. But uh, walk us through this season. Uh, talking to Levi Kitchen is the guy, and we dig Levi. Levi is a friend of the 49. And Levi, just kind of let us know uh, your thoughts on the race tonight, how it went, and your thoughts on this season as a whole, and uh, how satisfied are you, you know, at the end with it all wrapping up next week in Utah? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a solid night. All right. And, um, you know, obviously, I, I feel like I let that one slip away a little bit after RJ made that mistake. But Okay. Uh, taking the positives. I mean, I haven't really been in that position too many times in my life. So um, <laughs> it's definitely different when you're running up front like that. It's easy yeah. to get tight and stuff. So overall, I'm stoked and uh, I'm really pretty excited with how the years went so far. I mean, I've had a few bad races, but yeah. um, overall, I mean, I think this is podium three and I got a win at a triple crown. So I feel yeah. like I accomplished uh, a decent amount for, for kind of like, I mean, my second year, but you know, I think tonight was maybe my 10th race. So, yeah. Um, overall, I'm happy. All right. Good, good for you, Levi. And now I know uh, moving forward, things are going to switch up for you. I don't know if people realize how 
bonded you are as a rider to your mechanic and your mechanic connor he's uh riding off into the sunset or something after this year and you guys have been together for a very long time throughout your amateur career uh walk us through that and let us know what's going on with you in the future with, with you and your mechanic uh yeah me and <laughs> me and connor have come a long way the two of us okay. i actually hired him back in 2019 um okay. and we were living in a motorhome together oh, wow. kind of just uh doing the deal and, and yeah. just chipping away and uh yeah that was kind of when my amateur career took off anyway so yeah. uh he definitely came a long way um and man it's been a great you know last four years with him and uh wow. now i have have hunter uh Leighton working for me which okay. <clears throat> unfortunately my teammate romano's hurt so it's really his guy um but yeah, we'll see what Connor goes off and does. I don't know. He, he kind of wants to fly a helicopter or oh, something wow. like that, apparently. Okay. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Cool, man. Uh, Levi, thank you for talking to us. I know we didn't get uh, much time, but we appreciate you as always. And I really, I I'm with you. Ten races in, you've got some podiums, you've got a win, and we can't wait to see what you do next season as you're just getting better and your star's getting brighter on that Star Racing Yamaha team. So congratulations to you, and we will see you in the outdoor season, and then we'll see you next year. Uh, I have a feeling even higher up, even winning more races aboard that Star Racing Yamaha 250. So congrats, man. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urge. Just yesterday on the Stretch Show, I was talking about sex tips for the elderly, kind of like a joke. And then we hear today that 79-year-old actor Robert De Niro just had another baby. The guy's got six kids already. He gets around. And then he was doing press for his latest movie. A reporter asked him about being a father, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm another father now. I just had another baby. Yeah, 79 years old. How much Viagra does that dude need? Okay, rumors are all over the internet that Tom Cruise has found a new victim. I mean, lady to date. That was a joke, Scientologist. So please don't come after me and kill my pets. I See, that's another joke. All this is allegedly. Like Tom Cruise is allegedly now dating the recently divorced Shakira. Allegedly. You see, these people are allegedly very litigious, and I have to uh, allegedly say the word allegedly a lot. I was told by corporate lawyers the last time they allegedly threatened to sue me. So congratulations, Tom and Shakira, if that's true, allegedly. A man named Amir Satterwhite is a guy that claims Jay-Z is his dad, and he's been fighting it in court for decades. Apparently his mom says they hooked up, but then when she tried to prove that that was Jay-Z's kid, her lawyer was friends with Jay-Z and they squashed the whole thing and made it go away. The kid's claiming he just wants to know who really his dad is, and I'm looking at pictures of him. He's definitely ugly enough to be Jay-Z's kid, so I don't know if it's true or not, but this guy says he's going to the Supreme Court to find out if Jay-Z's his daddy. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Uh, here we go. It is the Big 4-9 on a Friday. It is the Stretch Show today at 3 o'clock. Moto Man and Bookie Kyle kicking off LCR Last Chance Radio. And they are going to be doing that from 3 to 7 today. And then tomorrow kicking off your Supercross coverage. And that will be at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Back to night racing. And then, then I'm going to miss it. Night racing is gone. After this, it is all crack of dawn, early crap for that damn motocross racing. Even the West Coast races are early, and the East Coast races, they're going to get to the point of where Stretch is like, yeah, I'm not waking up for that crap. No. 
No. Wake me up when Eli comes back. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to get real snooty here. Actually, we cover everything. Somebody will be here. Might be the Honda Fanboy Club only. Might be Moto Man and Jason from HYR. I, Jason said he had something going on. I don't know if it's uh, this weekend or next weekend. I do not know. I do know they had Lady Indian Ride Days going on. And I'm like, effing Jason. What up with that? Why don't you ever, you never tell us anything cool? No. You get all kinds of cool food. You go down to HYR, you see grills going. They got hot dogs going. They got food going. Doesn't say, hey, bros, before the show today, come by the shop and grab a dog. No, he doesn't say that. No. He comes in. It's like, hey, what'd you do today? Uh, moved some Indians. We, you know, we had a barbecue. We had ribs. We had a smoker. Yeah, we had snow cones. It's like, what? What happened? How did you not tell us? Jason. Jason from HYR. That's how he is. Good place to go get a bike or some parts for a bike, but man, Jason. Jason's not really a friend of the 49, I think, sometimes. I think he Bogart said that you get chicks down there riding Indians, and it's like, what the hell? I, Big 49 might want to come down and watch that. Might want to see the talent. But no, 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 no. I'm not telling my friends. Stupid Jason. All right. Right now, I'm going to tell you something because I'm your friend. Uh, I'm going to tell you how to get paid. Blow up like the world trade. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You know what I'm saying. Talk about a lawsuit. Time to get yourself an injury attorney. You got a Peloton bike? The model PL01 sold from January 2018 until, well, this month till May 2023? Well, apparently there have been over 35 reports of the seat post breaking and detaching and people falling off the bike and being seriously injured with fractured wrists, uh, lacerations, bruises, all from falling off the bike. The U.S. government has come in and issued a recall, and they say, stop riding it immediately. Now, I did ask Moto Man, hey, what would you do if the, if the seat fell off? And he said, I'd just put a dildo on it and plant down on there like I'm Mr. Garrison from South Park. And I'd be like, touche, touche, my man. That's one way to stick to the bike. But apparently, if you're riding and the seat pops off and you fall and get hurt, um, big lawsuit. So the recall is on. They'll get you your money back. Remember, they had a treadmill that killed a kid not that long ago. Peloton is, is brutal. I'm against working out in general and exercise. It's all bad. There's no need to do it. Yeah, there's no need to do it at all. It can hurt you. It can kill you. It's like going to Australia. You never know what's going to happen when you exercise. You might just die. Licking up toad mucus. What the hell's wrong with you people? So you can poop and vomit. Lordy, help me. All right, coming up next, uh, let's replay that Adam C. and Cirillo. Really good interview with Adam C. and Cirillo from Pro Circuit Kawasaki after his first podium of the year. It's been a long time for him off the podium, and he is stoked, and you can hear it in his voice, and we will replay that interview coming up next. And then right after that, uh, we're going to get Jet Lawrence again, who just won the champion, his fourth championship. And he did it at Denver last weekend. Kind of got overshadowed with the Eli deal. But we'll do all of that. Coming up here on a Big 4-9. Happy Supercross Eve. Big. The Big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Uh, this could be the shortest Moto Minute in the history of the Moto Minutes. I'm going to give you the injury report 
for the Supercross event taking place in Utah tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And, well, the injury report for the 450s is everybody. Everybody's hurt. Everybody but Chase Sexton. Chase Sexton's going to race, and Adam C. and Cirillo's going to race, and Ken Roxon's going to race, and nobody else matters. Everyone else is hurt. That's all that you need to know. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are sitting down with a guy we have not got to talk to since right before A1. And his name is Adam C. and Cirillo from that Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. And he is up on the box tonight, and we couldn't be happier for him. I know when we talked to you earlier in the season, Adam, or right before the season started, you kind of told us that all the pressure was off of you, that you really got to, it seems like, appreciate everything you have in this life and in this sport and how much you really love the sport, having been away and being plagued by injuries for the last couple of seasons, and you felt like it was time just to come out and get back to just enjoying it, and it seems like it's paying off. Then we've watched you progress, progress, progress every single round, it seems like, this uh, Supercross season, and now here we are. Coming toward the end of the season, and you're up on the box, and it's got to feel really, really good. Uh, talk us through this experience for you for the last uh, – it's the last couple of years leading to this point tonight. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild, wild couple years for me. Yeah. Um, just battling a lot of health stuff and really just – yeah, I've just had to dig so deep. Like, there's so many times I've, yeah. I've almost quit or thought I was done. Um and, and I really, really mean that. Like, yeah. when I got back on the bike and, you know, I, did, I didn't do a lot of riding in the off season and, you know, just it wasn't looking good for me. Even December time, I'm, like, stressing it big time. And um, obviously I haven't been exactly where I wanted to be this year. I'm, I'm yeah. used to having at least pace and being up towards the front, and I haven't had any pace. And that's been tough to, you know, in the races anyway, it's been tough to swallow for me. And um, it was discouraging to start the year. Uh, but right around Indianapolis, I, I really just <laughs> had to come to Jesus with myself, really, and said, "This is, you know, it's no, this is no way to live." Like I was, I was being so hard on myself. Um, just wasn't talking very nice to myself. Wasn't having a lot of fun. And yeah. you know, I kind of turned it around. And um, and I think it's all about what you notice in life. And you know, I started noticing the positive things and um, being grateful for what I had. And it, it kind of made my work during the week a little bit better and I was able to, you know, get some momentum going. And obviously with the with Eli um, going out tonight, like echo what Chase said, you never want to see that. And look, I know it's the end of the season and there's a lot of guys hurt. I do not care, man. I'm like, obviously, I, I want everybody to be healthy. But um, for me to be back here is a big testament to everybody around me. Um, and and uh, yeah, I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's good to be stubborn. It has paid off here as we've gotten into Denver, Colorado. So congratulations on the great ride tonight, Adam. Uh, but think about this. I know it's been a long way. We can tell by the, there's a lot of emotion with you right now, and it has been since you got up on the podium at the end of the race. Uh, how many times have you sat like up at night just – thinking about this moment, this moment of getting back to the podium in the 450s, how many times has that kept you awake at night, you know, in the last couple of years? Oh, I, man, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I've laid in bed so many nights, so many nights, and imagine this moment right here and, like, what I would say and what I would feel and, yeah. I mean, really everything in vivid detail 
probably a few times a week. I mean, I, I love the sport with everything in me, and I always have. Um, and it's obviously it's no secret I've been I've been battling some um, health problems, and yeah. it's, it's difficult when you're not sure what your best is going to be on Saturday. Okay. Um, it's been it's been really <clears throat> it's been really difficult for me, and yeah. Um, yeah, but today today is a good day. It is a damn good day, uh, Mr. Adam C. And it's great to see you back up here. But walk us through what you had to do to get back to this point. Like, what was the process of getting back to this point? And now, moving forward, are you gonna you know, carry? I guess a lot of uh, positive vibes and a lot of confidence going into the outdoor season. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one it's been one day at a time for me, and um, what right. this whole kind of experience has taught me. When you're when you're kind of so far away from from this goal, from from these guys, from being up here, um, you got to take it day by day. And, and, and really, I I kind of judge myself on the quality of my work and, and not the results. It's kind of the only yeah. way I've been able to to continue Fair really enough. and yeah. to, to not give up and, and still be here. Um, so yeah, I mean, it gives me confidence. Um, I really like the track tonight. I flowed well and yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know that I can still do this. Like, I know I can still do this at a high level. I wouldn't be here um, just collecting a check otherwise. You know, I'm yeah. here to to do well. Um, I believe in myself, obviously, or I would be um, maybe maybe uh, co-workers with Daniel over here. But, uh, Settle down. Stand by. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it gives me a lot of confidence going forward for sure. Nice. Uh, uh, man, let's talk about this too. It's got to be kind of extra cool, I guess, like cherry on top of this awesome Sunday that is your your night tonight here in Denver that you're up there with a couple guys that are your buddies. You've been friends with Chase, and you've been friends with uh, Kenny for a long time. You guys have a history that goes way, way back. So, you know, uh, walk us through that as well, which has been part of the dynamic of, of this entire experience for you, having these friends out on the track. Yeah, it's been an interesting dynamic. Like, I feel like yeah. <clears throat> kind of the start of my pro career, like I was staying, before I even bought a house, I was staying with Ken. Wow. Um, yeah, he was like kind of big brother to me. And then at one point, I felt like I was kind of big brother to Chase when, when he came up. I remember he's yeah. like... 15, 16 years old, um, coming and started riding with me, and I think you were a couple seconds faster than me during the week in like 2017. I'm out there trying to get like ninth on the weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think for me, and I really, if, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be real, I think one of something that maybe doesn't contribute to my results and like my, a personality trait of mine is I love seeing like my friends or just other people do well and, and yeah. succeed and you know there I don't feel any type of you know obviously Chase is you know probably the supercross champion um you know Ken in Indianapolis I felt like I won the race so I, I genuinely just love seeing my my friends succeed and um it's cool to kind of have a brotherhood you know we've all kind of walked the same road it's it's hard to get here, whether you're winning or in tenth. It's it's difficult. Um, these are the best guys in the world, and yeah, stoked to have these guys as friends, and always stoked to see them succeed. 
Alright, uh, very cool. Once again, congratulations on the culmination of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and getting back to this point. Uh, well deserved, sir. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. We appreciate you as always, Adam, and we will talk to you again very, very soon uh, when we get into Utah. Let's see you back up on the box in Utah. That's what I'm predicting. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Final round of the Supercross is tomorrow. It is back out here on the West Coast, so it'll actually be a nighttime race. The gate is going to drop at 7 p.m. That means the coverage will start right here on the Big 49 at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Also, some more good news. If you don't have the Peacock package and you are a fan of the Supercross, you can catch this one live on the USA Network. So Peacock will have it for all the subscribers. And if you've got the USA Network, you can watch it there as well for free. And you can see Chase Sexton win his first ever Supercross championship coming out of Utah. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Ah. Oh. Big 49, music to my ears, getting out of here on a Friday. Man, I have not had a day off in a very, very long time. And I do get a little bit of sleep tomorrow, and I, I'm like Adam C. and Cirillo. I'm emotional. I'm so grateful that I get a little bit of time to finally rest. Uh, what been 14 days, 15 days, no days off. It's crazy. But you got to do what you got to do. You know why? Because I'm a winner. Winners win. That's what they do. And you know how winners win? They win by showing up. They win by dragging their ass out of bed, going to work. Showing up is more than half of the battle. And you just grind and you grind and you grind. And the people that don't get past. Look at, look at Chase Sexton. Guy never gave up. He was down and out. He just kept getting on the bike and kept showing up to work and kept racing as hard as he could, kept getting on the podium, and he's going to win the championship just by never giving up and grinding. And congratulations to him. Very well-deserved. Uh, and it's the same thing in whatever you do. I don't give a crap if you're a landscaper. You get up every day and you go to work and you probably work six, seven days a week and do what you gotta do, my man. And the guy that's your competitor, maybe he doesn't, maybe he starts slipping. And you got him, and they're like, you know what, that guy over there never takes any days off. Who, who mows your lawn? Why does your lawn look so much better than my lawn? This guy. It's the grind, it's the grind, it's the getting up out of bed. You think you wanna get up out of bed on those cold, crappy days? Or those super, super hot ass days? No, you don't, but you do it and you keep doing it, and you don't stop doing it until you win. And that's what's happening with the Big 49. We are winning. We are in the process of winning, and we've been winning since the day I cracked this effing microphone for the first time. And we're gonna keep doing it, and we're gonna keep doing it, and we're gonna keep doing it, and we're gonna put a butt plug up somebody's ass, and we're gonna shove them in an MRI machine, and we're gonna watch it anal railgun their heart, because we can, because we outwork them because we shoved them in that machine. That's what we're gonna do. So I am stoked to be a part of this. And we're gonna keep grinding, we're gonna keep fighting, we're gonna keep winning, I'm gonna keep dragging my ass to work, I'm gonna keep doing two, three, four, nine jobs. Whatever I gotta do to keep doing what I do right here. 
And I will talk to you guys maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. If not, I'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America, my friends.